Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday, December 2nd. It's Lulu. There you go. That was for Rachel and Rachel's daughter. There you go. Um, It's officially December. This is Elijah Fire episode 139. Man, I'm excited that it's December for a couple of reasons. Christmas is the obvious one, but also it's my birthday month, which is fantastic, which is New Year's Eve for any of you guys that are now wondering. I'm a New Year's Eve baby. Yes. So I have one of the most famous birthdays in the world. So everybody celebrates it, which is fantastic. Um, Okay. Well, guys, I'm really excited um, that it's December. Um, and I'm excited about today's episode. I'm excited that it's Friday for a lot of you. I, you know, I've been having a couple of days off by now, uh, but a lot of you guys are about ready to head into your weekend, which is exciting. All right. I think that's it. I kind of want to get just into this. My guest today, um, you know, a lot of you are familiar with her. Some of you are not, but she, uh, had a successful job as an accountant and then left it all for Jesus following his lead, which led her in the most unlikely place that she had thought possible, which was to become a children's book author. And so she's been writing a very successful children's book series called Ambitious Abbey. We might talk a little bit about that. We'll definitely plug it at the end. Links are in the description to those books. If you want to buy some children's book, Christmas is just right around the corner, everybody. And you're like, I've been looking for something for the kid. Buy him at Ambitious Abbey, okay? Do do your kid a favor. Do this kid a favor, even if it's not your own kid, a favor and get Ambitious Abbey. They're these great books that teach biblical principles. Um, uh, but even from like a, a, a secular angle, so you're actually able to, you know, maybe you've got um, some kids that you want to start teaching biblical principles. Uh, and maybe it's a relative who's an atheist and you're like, how can I get into this? How can I, how can I work this in? Get them ambitious Abby. And you can start talking about ambitious Abby. Like, you know, this, this principle in this book, and then you can start kind of working it in, you know, covert, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, without any further ado, further ado, let's bring in my guest today, Abby Duplaga. Abby, hello. Hi. Hi. I'm laughing. I was like really enjoying the intro. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just freestyling. Yeah. Um, Abby, welcome back to the show. Thank it's you. Al- Thanks for always, having me back. Yeah, always good having you. Okay. Did I get did I get everything right about ambitious Abby? Did I did I get yes. it right? Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. All right. Yeah, yeah I'll awesome. be selling books for Christmas. Anyone that needs a Christmas gift. Oh yes. And you actually just hit kind of a as of today. Uh, that we're shooting this episode, um, you hit kind of a cool milestone, which is you've sold how many books? You- 1,136 <laughs> copies to Woo! date. Woo! Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's huge, especially for being self-published. Like, that's that's yeah. a big deal. So, yeah. um, well done. Well done. And it's just going to keep Rise going. on the move. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> So, Abby, we're going to get right into this, um, and then we're just going to kind of freestyle from there. But um, you have a note in here about a season that the body of Christ is stepping into. So I wanted to kind of give you the floor, and you can kind of go into it, especially as we're approaching the new year. Um, You know, uh, so go for it. Right. So I was just, you know, when I think about the things that God has been revealing to me as of late, it just all keeps going back to this place of increase and abundance. And we were talking about um, the year that we've moved in in the Hebrew calendar, uh, the year of Gamel. And, you know, I'm like, Lord, you know, he keeps unpacking this with me. And it's so fun because I was, I was led to um, a particular scripture and I was talking with my pastor girlfriend yesterday and she's like, God led me to the same thing. And so I know it's something like he's, he's speaking right now. She's like, Mm -hmm. you're right on with this. And I wanted to share because I thought it was just so interesting because you know we we look at the bible we look at the historical context but you put it together to what is applicable now so the the scripture he took me to and we can read it in two versions you know i kind of like to cross versions sometimes uh-huh. but yeah. romans 11 11 and it's interesting because you know in this passage paul's talking about 
the Jews and how some of the Jews weren't getting into position or receiving salvation and that they were going to, you know, it would be open to the Gentiles. Salvation would be open to the Gentiles for them to, to receive this glorious gift and to provoke the Jews to jealousy. So that's the context of the chapter, what he's saying here. Yeah. And so I believe if we can read, um, if we want to read it, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's read the New Living Translation here, Romans eleven eleven. It said, "Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. They were disobedient. So God made salvation available to the Gentiles, but He wanted His own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves." Hmm. And I love this. If you read it in, um, we can also read it in the Passion too. It says, "So am I saying that Israel stumbled so bad that they will never get back up?" Certainly not. Rather, it was because of their stumble that salvation now extends to all the non-Jewish people in order to make Israel jealous and desire the very things that God has freely given them. And so as God was unpacking this to me as of late, I believe he's sharing like I think about, you know, so many people have talked about the harvest of souls and how the people that are going to come into the kingdom are going to not look like your T typical believer, you know, they'll be covered in the tattoos and the piercings or whatever, all walks of life, right? So if you're thinking about the people in the church, and, and we know the system itself has gotten, at least in America, it's gotten kind of, um, I want to say, I don't know, just complacent into a place yeah. where, you know, are we really heeding the call of the Lord and what he's wanting to do for the new and for the next and, Amen, and what's going yeah. on? And so it's like, you know, those that are not heeding what God is saying right now, it's like anyone that's lukewarm or backslidden or stuck like in indoctrination or just in their way of doing things and they're not moving with the spirit. I believe God is going to provoke that, you know, these these of us that are in the church to a godly jealousy through what he's going to do and how he's going to bring people into the kingdom, into salvation, into what he's going to do. Yeah. Um you know, any of the, those that have been believing forever. And then they see someone radically on fire for God that doesn't fit their mold. It's like the Jew and the Gentile, you know what I mean? And it's going to provoke them to kind of come forward in a greater way. Like, I want to know that Jesus, like, because, uh -huh. you know, we think about Paul even said, you know, that if someone comes preaching a different Jesus than the one I taught, you know, like there, there's so many variations of Jesus nowadays. It seems that everyone has their own spin or one degree this way or that mm -hmm. way on, on their interpretation or what they think. And I believe God's just going to bring a pure, unadulterated flow of who he is Amen. and his glory with his power to unlikely people. And, and they're going to be moving just yeah. in it is, and it's going to really make people, you know, wake up and try to, to see what it is that is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's crazy because it's, I feel like sometimes God, he will, especially if somebody's meant to be a forerunner in something or, or actually he's going to function some fashion of leadership in, in, in something, sometimes they will go through something a couple of years before the actual move, like it's almost like first fruits, you know, of what God yeah. is doing. Um, and it's not to put that person on a pedestal, but God is intending them to, to be able to shepherd other people in this as well. And not that I'm in any fashion of, I, I believe if anything, it was more for what I'm doing now, but a couple of years ago, um, probably a few years ago, actually, it feels like now, um, I was going through a phase of like, I had let all of these, like I had let a tainted gospel into my life, which was a uh, progressive Christianity. I had more skirted. I was more on the outskirts of it. And then very quickly, I kind of realized I was like, dude, this is wrong. And then I'd realized I was like, how did I even allow myself to like, listen to this false doctrine in the first place? And that was God really used that as like a, a spark to kind of ignite this refinement within me of, of a pure gospel of, of realizing I'm like, because what's, what's happened a lot too, is this like, you know, among many things you're talking about different types of Jesus. It's where they're like, well, my Jesus wouldn't, wouldn't do that. Or, or in my, in my opinion, Jesus, I just saw the, on the view the other day there was like, someone was like, Jesus would be the grand marshal at a pride parade. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm pretty yeah. Sure. But like, um, 
you know, again, it's going back to like removing our opinion and going, well, Jesus is who Jesus is. And we need to start looking from that. But the thing I love is that like what God did within me is really realizing like he kind of painted it like this. He's like, I, I, the gospel is structured in a way that a five-year-old can grasp its meaning. It's not like, cause I had, I had a lot like kind of gotten really nebulous with like everything where you start. That's what progressive Christianity does. It's like nothing is tethered to the ground. So it's like everything just starts floating and then you start unpacking everything. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I feel like that's like something that God has done in a lot of people as is restoring back. So I, you know, there's like this whole deconstruction movement going on within Christianity. Uh, and it's, it's basically what I'm talking about, but there's actually a good deconstruction happening too, which is what happened to me where it's like he, God is deconstructing a lot of man-made structures that we've built up around um, the gospel rather than letting it be its itself and what God intended it, where we start going, well, you know, you start getting overly nebulous or, uh, you know, watering down to make it more palatable for people and all that stuff. So I think that that's what God is doing, even in the most unlikely people, like you were talking about, right? So mm-hmm. people that might on the surface, their appearance might offend some people. Um, maybe they have face tattoos, you know? <laughs> right. You know, it's, I think that's just like something that's actually really exciting that God is doing is exposing the religious spirit. Yes. But also, and it, it it's, it's provoking people to jealousy as well of like, wow, like this person really knows Jesus more than I do, like, or or in a different way. And I think that, yeah, like that's, it's so exciting. And you said two things that stuck out to me, like the, you know, the, you'll have a forerunner group maybe that has to hit something first. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like a John the Baptist type of anointing to where they're going before to prepare the way for what God's getting ready to do to break people through behind them. Right. And that's a hard position that's a hard place because you're very misunderstood <laughs> people are like what are you doing and you're literally just listening to the voice of the god of god and you're just like i have to do what he's calling me to do you may not understand it but one day you will you know mm-hmm. and and that takes on a whole new level of challenges so but and then you said something about um i i'm reminded of the scripture with the apostle paul i just love when he talks about everything that I learned every, you know, you said it's a simple gospel. Yeah. Like he was so learned in all of the, the things that he knew and, and he, yet he was still blind. Yeah. He was still persecuting and killing Christians. And yet he was, you know, supposedly so um, knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but, uh, and when he had that true encounter, it changed everything. He said, I consider none of it important. Like it's all dumb to me. And I I feel like that is, that's the paradigm that I think God is ripping open. Like no matter what you think you thought you knew, like, I believe his glory is going to come in such a way that it's literally going to just level the playing field per se. You know what I mean? And just, because I know like when I got saved, it wasn't knowledge that saved me. And this is what I love that there's the apostle Paul. I mean, I I know I mentioned him a lot and I am like obsessed with the book of Romans. Love it. Yeah, Romans is solid. It's so solid. I could just read it. I just like smile when I read it because it's so rich. Anyways, um, but he says, even when he's um talking, he's like, My my preaching doesn't come with wise and persuasive words. I think it's in Corinthians. He said it comes with demonstrations of the power of God. When I think about when I got saved in my salvation experience, it wasn't a teaching that set me free. It was encountering his power. He was so real. Yeah, so good. That that's what shook me and made me change, made me fall completely head over heels in love with God when I experienced his love, that there was nothing that I didn't want to do for him. Like it, yeah. it changed me, rewired me in, in that moment. And it was like everything I wanted to do came out of that place of being in love with God. Mm-hmm. Like the the deliverance, the layers of healing, that everything that came forth was from that that encounter, that love. And I believe so many people just need to encounter the love of the Father, His heart, and that's what will continue to set them free. And Mm -hmm. really seeking Him wholeheartedly and finding Him. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. And I, over the summer, I was really stuck on romance. Like I couldn't, and sometimes it would be like, I'd be reading through a chapter and then God would be like, I would get to like three verses and I, God would be like, read it over, read, <laughs> read those three verses over again. And so then I'd stop and I'd go back and I'd read them over and he's like, read them again. And then I read them again. And like, that would be my whole quiet time for like 30 minutes. Like when I get up in the morning was just reading those three verses over and over and over again. And sometimes it was like multiple days in a row of just like, you know, so God was really speaking to me a lot, but one that I kind of, I'm reminded of um, from Romans, it's Romans chapter 12. Um, it kind of going along with what we're talking about, about um, being provoked to jealousy. And and this is kind of like a, a good, like heart examination within you is, it's in Romans chapter 12 and it's... Um, uh, verse 16, it says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not right. be conceited. And I think that that's like a good test. Um, okay. Well, I'll use, I'll use one of my guests that I've had on, um, the show recently. I had somebody, a uh, great, great woman. She's been watching the show for a while. And I had this guy named Joshua Zatkoff, who was a druggie. That was that was who he used to be, and God has totally gotten a hold of him, and he's just like on fire evangelist. But he has an appearance that might be offensive to some people. Um, uh, you know, he's got he has face tattoos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and um, and his heart is so pure for the Lord. And uh, so this woman, she said, you know, I wasn't going to watch him. Because I'll be honest, I was judging his appearance. <laughs> and Come then on, God looks called... at the outward appearance and God looks at the heart. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, and then she ended up watching and God totally like blasted her with, mm -hmm. with something that she needed to hear. And she was like, I, you know, and it was like one of those lesson learned kind of things. And I'm not exempt from that, you guys. Like I, I have moments where I judge people's appearance and then I'm like, and then they end up saying something that's really convicting and God totally grabs the hold of me, you know? And I think that that's something that we should be aware of. Sometimes like the one that you, you're like, ah, I don't really care about this topic. Or, I don't, I really want to listen to this person. Like I've said this often on the show. I'm like, maybe the, if there's an episode you skip first one reason or the other, maybe that's the one you need to hear, or that's the person that you, God has something for you from that person, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I'm always so kind of amused by that when it happens to me, you know, um, because it's just like, who are we? You know, we sit there and we think that we're, you know, this or that, or I don't want to, you know, so like that's why that verse is always so convicting for me about, you know, being willing to associate with people of low position in my eyes or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It's just like, who am, who am I to even, you know, like, so, yeah. Even the world has a, isn't there like a, a saying, like, don't never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. You know, like we've heard this, we grew up like this, but you can't help sometimes when you have like these reactions and then mm -hmm. it's a heart check. Like, wait, oh, what, time. you know, <laughs> convicting. Big time, big time. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about unlikely unions, Abby, yeah. unlikely unions, because I've been talking a lot about unity uh, since I've been doing this show. Unity yeah. within the body of Christ, uh, denominational boundaries being crossed, um, and that God is unifying the body to be a unified army of the Lord facing the same direction, not facing each other. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm really curious what you have to this say about this. This is so good. Okay. Yeah. As you're speaking, I just feel like God has just given me more on this um, in a whole other direction I wasn't even thinking about. But like... Unity, you know, it's so important right now because it's like we need to be unified together across denominational lines, mm -hmm. across any kind of prejudice or separation that the enemy keeps trying to put on the body of Christ. And, you know, in just in our area, what I'm seeing personally is a group or a remnant of people coming together that are, are willing to throw off any kind of uh, boundary anything that could be hindering or preventing them from saying yes and just just seeing what god has in it 
and coming together. And there's so much that's breaking out and breaking forth from it that God is doing because of the unification that's coming together, Mm -hmm. um, where we're able to move and help others like in spiritual warfare and different things, because, you know, and having churches say, okay, we, we may not understand this, but we're ready and we're willing and we're able to embrace it. And we don't care if you're from another church. We would like you to help us grow in this area. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So we're, I'm starting to see that, which is so encouraging for the body as a whole. But I I believe you're going to continue to see unlikely partnerships, unlikely unions come together in business and ministry and different facets because it's kingdom connections. God is connecting people by the spirit and he's putting them together. They're divine alignments that are happening. Hmm. And so I'm seeing that just in ministry. And what's really been provoking me lately is the fact that God is bringing together unlikely pairs as far as marriage covenant unions mm. as a whole. And, and God started unpacking to this, unpacking this even more for me lately, showing me that, um, you know how Satan can't really stop what God's going to do, but he yeah. likes to derail it and delay it mm-hmm. and try to get you off. Or course. give counterfeits, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So as, as I was thinking about how it, it's so cool, because Sean Bowles actually came out with um, a dream the other day and he said that he saw um, marriage unions happening in 2023. And these were going to be some of the most anointed marriages coming together. That God is bringing these divine alignments. And that was totally in line with what he'd been showing me. Mm. Is that you're going to see people come together. You're going to be like, wow, I never would have put those together, but I can see why God did. Because they're coming together, not for the simple fact of being married. There is a purpose God is doing within the unions in the earth. Mm. One they're they're going to bring forth children that are like this alpha generation they're going to be kingdom children that are going to break barriers they're going to move in the ways of the lord they're going to have you know their parents are already generational curse breakers growing up in the ways of the lord so when these kids get um raised they're going to be kingdom uh warriors you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so i'm seeing that but i'm also seeing like so many salvations connected to the people that are coming together. Like, wow, I didn't know that person would have loved Jesus, but wow, they're doing something together for the kingdom. And Mm -hmm. like I said, the unlikely people you're not going to see coming in this harvest are actually going to be brought together too in union to change communities, to impact. And because God is doing a restoration on families. Yeah. Because if you think about it, the enemy has tried so hard to break down the family unit. And if yep. you could tear down the family, you could tear down the country. You can tear yep. down the community. Absolutely. You can tear everything down, right? Yeah. And so he attacks the marriages. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just that representation of Christ and his bride, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's after it. He's going to fight it tooth and nail. And so what God was showing me is, I think about um, the plot of the enemy. Like, you know how in the world, the apps came out, like hookup apps for fornication and for Uh adultery to happen. You know, you think of Tinder and this whole wave that happened. So if God is bringing together and restoring families because he's bringing a change in the earth, right? Mm -hmm. Think about the resistance and what the enemy did to play into the evil desires, especially if people hadn't been saved or sanctified in this area. Because we know the perversion is in the in the um, spirit, and that is happening like heavily right now throughout yeah, arts and entertainment and media, and the porn and everything. They're playing into all that right. to get to get the whole um, mindset confused, and mm-hmm. you know, and people. So then you you bring in Tinder, you bring in these apps, so people are then thinking so lightly of of unit unions you have an attack on marriage it's not important it's just a paper you know you have all of these things being fed which is like a total counter to what god is getting ready to do so that people could get delayed derailed more trauma more pain so that they couldn't get into position but i do believe there's a remnant of people who have been um really going through deliverance healing they've been like you said forerunners positioned like they've really been committed to the process because they're being readied for the marriage covenant and the partnership that's happening for this move of God that's going to happen in the earth. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And it goes back to the provoking people to jealousy. There's, there's favor and provision on the unions that are coming together because what God is going to do is show 
the restoration of marriage and what that what a relationship under him looks like. And those that are out there, you know, just sad and like not, you know, having any kind of blessing in this area are going to be able to look to the light of what God is actually doing and then, you know, want and want to get in line with what yeah. he has. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So I see that happening, you know, yeah. on a great scale. Yeah, it's so exciting. So exciting. I think too, there, like I, I, where, where, where do I want to start first? There's like five things in my head all at once, like shotgun. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that I'm seeing a lot of, look, I don't have kids. You don't have kids, but I think like I'm, I'm like a big kid. I love kids. Like yeah. my wife and I both love kids. I know you do too. Yeah. And I think that there's a new, a resurgence of um, realizing like, number one, whoa, we got to protect the kids. Like what yeah. we've, you know, I feel like the church has done a good job. I don't want to sit here and like, be like always look at the negative that the church, church right. has done. I feel like the church has done a great job of protecting children. I think you know, there's always room for improvement and in better ways. I think really what I see the church doing now is being more assertive, like being more on the offensive rather than just constant, like trying to defend, 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 really yeah. occupying and taking ground in um, these different um, mountains of society. And specifically in the arts and entertainment industry, um, I see a lot of Christians and obviously my wife and I are creatives. You are as well. Um, and so God is is moving a lot of Christians into that mountain to, yeah. you know, uh, be a different voice and really be like, hey, like, how about we just let kids be kids? And I think that there's this agenda being pushed on children to to make them. And I started to notice this before it got as bad as it is now, where I was looking at it, I was talking to Lauren and I was like, you know, I've noticed in, in, in the arts and entertainment and just in society in general, people are uncomfortable with kids just being kids because it's like, well, we need, it's now my duty to educate other people's children on principles that I think they need to know adult principles, adult things like I need to, I need to, I need to, uh, make them world, uh, world wise. Now that's my job is to go out and educate other kids in, in rather than, rather than fostering, um, a healthy childlike view, because like the reality is this once, once a kid loses its innocence, it's gone, it's gone. And mm -hmm. I think that there's this weird, like from people who have no intention of even having kids themselves, they're mm -hmm. like, I, I need to educate children on the ways of the world. I need to get them uh, savvy and all these different things. And I'm like, hey, they're five. Like, you don't right. like let a five-year-old just like think about five-year-old, <laughs> five-year-old yeah. things. Right. And the reason too, like, and I, I'm so sorry if you are not finished with your thoughts. Oh, no, this, this is, yeah, we're, um, just, we're jamming. When I think about the protection of the innocence, right? Um, you know, everyone always says like, oh, I wish we could go back to the days of, you know, the Brady Bunch. Or, you know, you uh -huh. hear people say phrases like that. But it's like, it's because there's been a push so much on this generation to to take the innocence away. And when I've I've helped adults, people are going through trauma healing. Most of it is from stuff that happened to them in their adolescence when they're little. Enemy yeah. likes to get something to happen to them when they're little, a molestation, yeah. a rape, um, anything that, that can happen that would be traumatic because then it opens the doors. If they don't know how to heal from that or unpack that, and they don't have the Lord in their lives to, to help them. There's going to be, when you, when you hear, um, from what I'm seeing, like with adults, the, the addictive behaviors, the different things that have happened to them or as adults, the behaviors they choose is because of belief systems inside. Sure. And so if they're, they're dealing with trauma that they've suppressed and never brought out. They are doing things on the outside. They don't know why they can't stop. It's because they've never unpacked what happened to their soul. So wouldn't it make sense that the enemy would love to traumatize and do something to 
to attack the innocence of the youth so they could grow up and have problems because he doesn't sure. want them getting to their true identity of who they are in Christ and to know sure. who they are and to get into purpose. So it's a, it's a whole movement to try to take the generation down before it can even get started. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I feel like too, we've also coddled um, alternative lifestyles and alternative modes of thinking and put those on a platform. And the problem, and this is something when I lived in uh, Southern California, I worked, uh, I worked with industry types of people. Um, and one thing that I noticed being down there is um, it's, it is very much like a bubble. It's very worldly, but it is like a bubble. And um, uh, you know, as a result, they'll go, well, we need, this is an important thing because there's a saturation of certain types of people down there. And so that's all they see. And so they go, we need to, the world needs to know that this is not okay. And, but they don't realize that it's a bubble. Um, and it's honestly a spirit that's over that industry down there. But so as a result, they have what I call the megaphones. So they get the megaphones and they start telling everybody, this is an issue. This is an issue. This is an issue. And I have this saying that whether you will find, if you're looking for something, you will find it, whether it's true or false, you will, you'll find, you know, um, and that's why it's so important to know what truth is and what isn't truth. Um, right. But, you know, so as a result, they start going and, and shouting from the rooftops, this is an issue. This is an issue. We should care about this. And they start implementing things to teach children about this stuff as well. And then if you're not... It, if you are in, you know, you know, some the boondocks somewhere and you're watching arts and entertainment and you start, it starts affecting the way that you see, especially if you're saturating yourself with this stuff okay. and it starts affecting the way that you see things. And then you start seeing stuff that isn't there as well, you know, and right, it develops your perception. Exactly. You know? And so I think even with like, I could see how Satan I can see how Satan has really grabbed a hold of, okay, so like we'll use the example of, of trans, trans issues, which are really mm -hmm. being pushed on children right now um, mm -hmm. and really trying to deconstruct, oh, gender is a social construct and all this stuff um, is um, I know that it comes from a place of pain, okay, where you go, I was rejected for this, whether it's LGBTQ stuff just in general, or it's the trans stuff specifically. I mm. was rejected as a child. I was treated misfairly. I don't, I want to raise up a generation that doesn't, doesn't view this as a problem because I don't want them to have to go through where I went through. Okay. So that's the seed, right? That's mm. the point where Satan takes that and he goes, I don't want anyone, you know, like th that he whispers in the air. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. Okay. So mm -hmm. what do we need to do? We need to now push this all over the place and desensitize people to it, right? And then that's right, how Satan right. pushes forward his agendas is through a point of pain where people go, I felt this way. Look, like, I think it's horrible that they were mistreated. But, you know, to, to completely change society's perception of something just so that a minority of people uh, that are, you know, Many, I would say many, many of them are in a very wounded place. It was because of wounds right. that led them to that place. So, and then, uh, and then you see somebody come and I, what I love now is there's a lot of people coming out and sharing testimony of how mm -hmm. they regret that choice because sure. they were in a different place and yeah. in a mindset at the time mm -hmm. that, you know, when you do something physical, you can't change back just because your mind and your heart and your spirit was in a place at a time. And then you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. these are, it, it's a very real thing that's being pushed and it's yeah. really sad, but you're right. It's a small yeah. group that's trying to push it out on everybody. Yeah. And I think that rather than, I think the very, that the really important thing is responding from a biblical perspective. Yes. Mm -hmm. But also with compassion um, right. rather than, uh, because we war not against flesh and blood. And I think that if we're not careful, especially if we're saturating ourselves with, it doesn't matter if it's right wing, you know, uh, right wing news or it's left wing news, like 
responding with compassion and looking at this rather than as them as the enemy as like do these people need deliverance they need they need the love yeah. of jesus in their life because yeah. that's the thing that transforms us right like yeah. you've had that experience with the love of christ i have and the fact that it transforms us and i think that looking at it from that perspective and i i know that this is something we say a lot you know it's like remember we war not against flesh and blood but we need to be reminded especially as like things get even crazier like we need right. to be reminded this isn't them. This isn't them. This is, you know, like this is being used. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. so I think what I'm seeing, um, just to kind of go, I guess, with the more hopeful, uh, you know, shifting into a more hopeful tone is, is that God is rising up so many believers now that are giving creative ideas for kids mm -hmm. and, and being like, you know what? And, and it's interesting because I, even from like a film perspective, I've seen some, some filmmakers that I really respect who are like saying that now, especially with technology, they're like, you know, they'll, they're in an interview, um, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, like all these like great filmmakers and people will be like, what's your advice to new filmmakers? And it used to be come down here, come down to, to Hollywood, just start, start getting exposed. Now their tone is completely shifted to where they're like, don't come down here, create wow. your own industry with technologies that is make your own industry. And I'm like, yeah, make our own industry. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, um, I, I'm, I, my wife and I are of the mind that we don't think that Hollywood at large needs to be, be completely torn down some yes, but also some stuff just needs to be repurposed or realigned to its original because mm -hmm. some stuff has just legit been hijacked. Um, right. And it was stuff that was wholesome before and is slowly but surely becoming tainted, you know. Um, uh, but that's something that is really exciting me is that, you know, with Ambitious Abby and there's, you know, other people, God has been speaking stuff to me personally, but God is giving a lot of people, um, God breathed stuff that's geared towards children. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so creative and amazing. And I, 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 we're just seeing it. Like, it's not like, like what's coming in the years ahead. I mean, it's so exciting. Like I'm, I'm seriously so excited. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be a challenge to get this stuff made. It doesn't mean that you're not going to face ad adversity. Um, right. you know, but man, it's so exciting. And I just love the mind of children. And I feel like God really wants to preserve their innocence. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially in a world where we're like, well, we need to, as people get more jaded, that makes this stuff all the more powerful, um, right. you know, because it's not just going to, it, it's not just going to be for kids, you know, I and mean, we're talking, you know, mainstream stuff that people love that I really believe that God is raising up believers to, to kind of even covertly, like come into these places and just give these God breathed stories that are life affirming and can be used to teach kids about stuff too. So in a godly way. And when the spirit of God is on that person, I mean, you, I'm thinking about the people he's given these ideas to, like it takes, it takes the strength um, and a resilience to, to plow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to go into these places and, and these hard places mm -hmm. and, but, but God equips you and he carries you through and, and just, I, I just feel it. He is just like calling people to build, just do it. It does not have to be perfect. Right. You know, just do it because watch what I do with it. You know, like he, he all throughout the Bible, he took imperfect people into great things. Yep. So right. I don't even believe what he's asking you to create has to be absolutely perfect. But when God is on it, it's going to move in the way that he wants it to. He just wants exactly. you to, to get it together. Right. So like even going into these schools, like I, I go around and I read to kids in these schools and, and God is allowing me to see the fruit of it now. And it's just, it's been so, I, I don't know, I don't even have words to explain it, but like when you're, when the spirit of God is on you and you're going in and you're talking to kids and you're just getting them stirred for purpose, like yeah. I'm getting um, parents writing me back saying like, my kid was so moved and inspired from, from you being there that he came home and wrote his own piece and ask I love you know, it. And I'm like, because yeah. I know that 
God has called me to speak to them, like yeah. hit some, he wants to hit their little spirits, stir them up for whatever purpose he has in them. He wants to get, the, get it going, get it moving. So every single yeah. time I talk to the kid, I'm trying to speak to that place where God is calling this generation to raise up, get them going as little kids to get stirred for what it is that I've called them to do because yeah. you know, the earth needs it. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah. And that's, that's something that both my wife, Lauren and I have a huge passion for is not just with in kids. I think if anything, I'm realizing it now and I'm kind of verbally processing. So everybody forgive if I'm all jumbled, I kind of dump the whole box of Legos out when I process stuff. And then okay. I kind of sift through. I like that. Yeah. But, um, I, my wife and I are always very passionate about people coming into, especially amongst creatives coming into that place of believing and and really embracing their gift that god has given them even if they're not christians like yeah especially then because we have this thing in society where it's like well i feel like i was supposed to be uh a a chef for example god has really gifted me in the ways of food and cuisine but that's not going to support people uh you know or my family or whatever so i'm just going to be i'm going to uh, I don't know. I'm going to get, I'm going to major in marketing and then I'm going to just work at some dead end job or whatever, because that's going to pay the bills. Um, but I know from personal experience that that is just uh, death by a thousand cuts, you know, like you're just slowly wasting away because you're not functioning in the way that God designed you to function. And Right. Um, it's nothing against honest work. Look, I done, I've done it, you know, like, um, and sometimes you have to do what you have to do, but getting people to even just believe in themselves again, in that way, in this, this, mm -hmm. um, like an old coworker of mine, uh, so gifted with, with, uh, we worked at Trader Joe's together. We were so gifted with food and, and making food. And I would constantly just look him like with just super serious uh, intensity of just like, you need to pursue this. Like you do not give up on this. And, um, and so, um, I, I feel like if anything, it's that that's very evident within children because they don't have the burden of disappointment and, and life right. and things happen in life. And I feel like God is wanting to bring adults back to that place of being able to dream again with God and believe for those things that God has put inside of them. And I know that speaking to many of you watching this right now, I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like there's always just been that one thing that I just know that I was born to do. And I have, I, I just have felt hope deferred or, or tired. And I really feel like in the same way that God is wanting to preserve that within kids, and really, really nurture that. He's mm -hmm. also wanting to do the same thing within adults as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, um, yeah. I, and that's. Well, yeah, and I think about what you were saying, like um, if, if it's truly what God put in you to do and you get in line with that, the blessing of the Lord will be upon it. Because he always blesses his ideas. Yeah. Right. So when you, even if you feel like, oh, there's already, for me, I was researching children's authors when I first got called to the Lord to do this. And I was like, Lord, I just don't even understand how the world I could break through and do anything <laughs> like this. Like, um, but he's like, I'm not asking you how, I'm asking you to just do it. Right. Mm. Because he, it says your gift will make room for you and it'll mm -hmm. put you before kings. Yep. And so if you really are, operating on what you're supposed to their passion of the the passions there like your heart is in it and god actually created you to do that he puts you here for it it's going to prosper yeah you know you, you what you put your hands to is going to prosper yeah. and so that's my encouragement like you know i i talk to the kids and i say does anyone here like to write or anyone here like to draw or sing or dance or whatever you know uh -huh. and i said whatever it is that you love to do and that you could just do for hours and just get lost in it Pay attention to that because mm. that's connected to your purpose. It's connected to what you have to give to the world. And I'm not told, I'm like every year lecturing them, like I preach it. I'm in there. I'm like, 
um, I said, you know, a baby, before, no matter how great it is, when it's born, it still has to crawl before it can walk. And they're like, yeah, you know, and I said, so <laughs> you have to start somewhere. So if you like to draw, go home and draw uh-huh. and just start, you know, developing yeah. that. And so they're sitting there and they're like, yeah, you know, and they're taking it in. But I just feel like God just wants to unleash purpose on them. Come on. Like, don't let what the world tells you to do. Don't go in that direction. What did I put you in this earth for such a time as this to do that I want to pull out of you? And I believe that yeah. he wants people speaking to that. And I'm spe- and I want to speak to that. Like, what did he put in you that you've known since you were even a kid that you were supposed to do? Pay attention to that and, yeah. and move in that because that's where your prosperity is. That's what, you know, the blessing of the Lord is going to be upon. Come on. Yeah. And I think that's really what I mean, it's it's going to start with the individual. It's going to start with the family like you were talking about, yep. um, you know, and if uh, and that God is is wanting to write some of that within some. Well, in in everybody he wants to write that in everybody, but um, of realigning people, um, you know, it's, uh, we see a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of things within culture and uh, society, you know, that are that that need to change, right? Mm-hmm. And um, really, if anything, the last two years, last three years, actually, almost, my goodness, have taught us that it starts with me. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. don't don't wait for somebody else to do it. If you see it, there's a possibility that you're the only person that sees it, that it needs to change because God is wanting to use you to go and make, to go and be an agent of change for the kingdom. And that's Um, another clue to your purpose too. Is there something in you that you're indignant about that you just, you know, you're probably called to be an impact mm -hmm. maker, like a change maker in that particular Mm -hmm. area. Pay attention to that too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. Look, like, you know, like, like, even with you and ambitious Abby, you were like, God, I don't even know. Like you started thinking further down the line of like, how do I do this with, 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 you know, a children's book authoring this and this and this and this. And he's like, I'm not asking you to, to figure all that out. I'm asking for your yes, you know? And so you said yes. And you're three books in, you know, like, and, um, and it's uh, a success and it's selling copies and, and, I think that I think so often we get so, but everybody started in that place. Everybody we look at that. We're like, we really admire their effort. We really admire what they've been doing or they're making and God is using them in great ways, but it all started with a yes. It wasn't this, Mm -hmm. this is how you're going to do this. And then God downloads them with like a whole blueprint. Sometimes he does. Those people are God bless them. (laughs) Very rarely it's happened with me, you know, but, um, you know, we're able to, uh, it, it all started with, with a yes. It all started with nothing, you know? Well, and, and that's interesting because when I, when I, when God told me to leave my career to write these children's books, Jeff, I didn't even have one book written at the time when he told me to lay it down. Yeah. I had to say yes to God before that's I even faith, had man. a book written. I, and I'm like, God, I don't even know how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to live. And he's like, I'm just not asking you to figure anything out. Yeah. I, want you to say yes and that yeah. was how it started but like you said and you know and and it, this whole thing has been so fun because it's not me and my own strength it's just like getting to watch getting to be the vessel to be a part of getting to watch god do his thing mm. you know what i mean oh yeah it's just, it's just really cool mm-hmm. yeah that's so cool love it okay well let's uh we titled the episode is- this that? was a good segue. I was going to tell you because you know how you were talking about like culture and, and we're looking at the world today and, mm-hmm. and the, what we see and the weaknesses of society and all of that. You know, it talks about in Romans how the earth against its will was subjected to weakness so that the, the sons of God could be revealed so that God's glory could be revealed in the midst of the darkness. And so, guys, we're called to step up into purpose, into what God created you to do, to shine a light and be a vessel of the Lord's power in this earth. Because mm-hmm. without the weakness, you can't see the power. Yeah. And so it's it's designed. It's, it's like nothing happens that God's not allowing. Yeah. So it's like step up. Let's go get in position like God has some work to do. And a lot of people that he wants to bring into salvation to transform the world. 
Yeah. And I say this a lot on the show, and I think I'll just keep saying it is that a reminder, I guess, to always remind people that God, where, you know, when we see these horrible things that Satan is doing, it's in response to what God is doing. It's not the other way around where we're like, God, yeah. what are you going to do about this situation? Oh my goodness. I'm like, Hello, Satan is doing it in response to what God is doing on the earth because Satan's right. always going to provide counterfeits. He's always yep. going to try and provide something that's a enticing along the side of the road so that you stop and get ensnared in something um, that it okay. just looks like it's greater because Satan has occupied a lot of these mountains for a long time and that's changing. And that's why things are heating up and you're going to continue to see them heat up. If you think that they're, they've reached max capacity. No, they haven't. But at the same time, God is going to continue to do what God is going to do. And that Satan is powerless to stop him. Um, and that he's already lost. I mean, like that's the reality. Like Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world rose again, like he's lost. And, and, and so I think that like coming at it from that perspective of like, we're, we're already dealing with a defeated enemy should put plenty of wind in our sails mm -hmm. to do what we need to do uh, to, to, to bring about God's purposes on the earth and what he's mandated each of us to do. So, Amen. yeah. Amen. Okay, so we're going to talk really quick about the new normal because we've already been kind of talking about it, but that's kind of what we titled yep. the episode. So, yeah, um, but there's a, a point in here specifically called the new normal. So I wanted to get, get have you hit on that really quick. Yes, and I believe we kind of um, touched upon it slightly earlier, mm -hmm. but, you know, I just believe you, th you think about how many different types of like debates and people are just arguing all the time about trivial things and, you know, anything to kind of separate and get you clashing with the end and doctrine, like doctrinal differences. Like there's just always this, um, it just seems like there's so much going on in the way of, you know, my, my views better than yours and all this stuff. And I just feel like we're going to see, the power of God, like I was saying earlier, Paul said, my preaching is not with wise and persuasive words, but with demonstrations of the power of God. I believe that signs, wonders, and miracles, because there's a remnant of people that have been processed, pruned. They've been going through this place to be kind of um, forerunners to, to provoke others to jealousy. There's going to be a, a pure flow of the glory of God coming from the remnant of God. And they are going to be walking in the power of God in such a way that it's going to be normal. Like, I don't think the world has really ever seen like the book of Acts since the book of Acts, really, you know, but like Jesus said, you know, you're going to do the same things I did, but even greater because there's all of us together doing it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I feel like there's exploits coming. There's, there's such a greater glory that's going to actually manifest in the earth for the simple fact that God wants to bring people into himself because yeah. he loves everyone. He doesn't want them to perish, but I believe we're going to end up seeing uh, more of these signs, wonders, and miracles all the time. Like it's going to be a new normal. And I don't believe this is for some far off generation. You know, sometimes it's hard because you see things prophetically and God will show you things and you're like, but God, I, I just don't know as far as timing, because, you know, there's prophets of old who never even saw things they saw come to pass in the physical. And so, you know, I'm, I'm seeing things like that and I'm like, God, but is that for our generation? I really believe that God is going to move in such a way in our generation. that this is going to be something we see yeah. that it is, something. we've been, you know, operating in a way that just is underneath of what God has really called us to mm. like the full power of, of, you know, his work in the earth, like of the kingdom really moving in the earth. And I, I believe that's where we're headed. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. This is the thing that gets me really excited. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think that I, you know, we can look at, you know, gen alpha, which are the, you know, the youngest of the young kids growing up today. Mm -hmm. Um, and that God is really, and it's kind of in this trickle down of like the millennials, but then especially the Gen Z and then now really the Gen Alpha is the one that it's like, okay. And it's interesting that it's called Alpha, you right. know? Um, and I really feel like 
you know, we're seeing a lot of this push even with the younger generations. And then it's like, God is, which is a, which, which is evidence to me of like, okay, God is really going after this gen. He's doing something really special in this generation to bring mm -hmm. about just, uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so amazing. Right. And, and like, just think about everyone moving in that, like going to a store and you see someone with a cane and you're like, can I pray for you? And you pray for them and they don't even need a cane anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I just believe God is going to manifest his glory in such a way that it's going to be outside of the four walls of the building. Not that that's where it has to be, but I don't think it's going to be able to be contained. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be so great that people are just being moved wherever they're at by unctions of the Holy spirit. And you're, I'm seeing it happen now. I mean, you're seeing people, there's more like more and more deliverance ministries forming and, you know, like, cause they're starting to get the real call of the Lord, not just make disciples, but heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. You know, like this was a commission of the Lord um, in Mark and, and the, you know, there's more and more people moving in that now, you know what I mean? And it's just going to get greater. It's even greater. It's like a wildfire that's starting. Yeah, well, and uh, let this be an encouragement to people in California, um, but specifically maybe those of you who are in the industry or feel called into the industry. God has shown me that a season, a time is coming, and I don't know if this is for the whole world. I just, he's shown me in Hollywood specifically, something is going to happen, and he hasn't shown me what, but he's shown me the aftermath of it, the repercussions of it, and they're good, but um, that there's a tone that's going to shift within Hollywood to where the things of God, because people are going to be operating at such a high level of this, that, that the tone is going to shift within Hollywood of not mocking God, but they're going to be curious. And yes. he showed me this really, it was really interesting. Um, and it was through a vision and, and then he's since confirmed it a couple of times, but, and I don't feel like I'm supposed to release it you know, at large. Um, but, um, that, that's something that's really exciting to me that it's, it, it, and it's not that all of a sudden it's just like a light switch where all of a sudden people are like, Oh, everybody's saved. Like it, but the, the tone is going to shift. Something is going to, in the same way that Roe v. Wade was a major principality that got dethroned. There's a major principality mm -hmm. over Hollywood and Los Angeles in particular that will be dethroned. Yeah. And as a result, yeah. it's going to allow people to hear and see clearly they're actually going to be able to to uh the the spell that's over hollywood is going to be lifted and so yeah. there's actually going to be a, a curiosity be a, a curiosity about the things of god because they're going to be seeing people delivered they're going to be seeing people healed in front of them i'm talking like yeah in 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 sound stages in 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 hollywood so let this be a prophetic word you guys that like god God has shown me this and I've been sitting on this for like a while, you know, but yeah. So like, that's something that really excites me. And, and like I said, he's only shown me because that's my mountain. He's only shown me the arts and entertainment, but right. I think given what God is doing within the hearts of believers and he's bringing people to him in radical ways. And we're going to see even more radical ways that God's going to bring people back. It's likely that we're going to see this on all seven mountains. So yeah, and do you, don't you feel like a buildup? Like you're starting, because I mean, for me, I like oh, I'm saying, time. I'm seeing positionings. I'm seeing people coming together. I'm seeing things like we've we've not really seen that before. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I, I think about a lot of people that got hit by the power of God in 2017, and there's like a consistency of that that being the year and their testimony. And God been has been taking over the last five years people through these processes, mm -hmm. and having these hubs and these fires and these places on the different mountains all over the place. It's kind of building for whatever God's getting ready to do. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like That's a, it feels like. it's like and a it's, drawing it's, back it's, of like a bow. Yes. You know, it's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Drawing them back because he's shooting them forward. And yeah. we have no idea what that looks like. We're just getting little glimmers of what he's showing us, but we can't even, our minds can't even perceive what he's about to do. Yeah. Amen. Oh, it's exciting times, it Abby. Is. It is. 2023. Yeah. And I just feel like 20, for, for a lot of people, 2022 has been a very, um, uh, it's been like the pressure building kind of a, a year for a lot of people. I know a lot of right. people have gone through a lot of hardship. 
faced a lot of warfare. And I really feel like for many people, this year has been that season of God drawing back the bow. Mm-hmm. And um, and that many of you are on the the verge of God catapulting you into yeah. uh, 2023 or into the next season, um, and it, it's a very that's an exciting thing. Um, and let that be an encouragement, um, because um, all of this hardship you've gone through has been to refine. It has been to strengthen. It has been to increase your endurance. Yes. Um, it's also given you tools um, and, and those things, you can't quite see them yet, but those are going to be revealed as you like, all of a sudden you're in a situation and God's like, or, or you realize, oh, God taught me how to do this, you know? And so yeah. um, I know, I know what to do here. Yeah. We've so, all been in training, like in a boot camp, and we don't even know the stuff he's actually really produced in us words, to yeah. equip us for where he's sending us. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be cool when we get to see the picture coming together. Oh, yeah. So exciting. So exciting. Okay. Abby, I would love for you to pray for people and then we'll close this out. Sure. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for this time, Lord. I just thank you for this season that we're in, Lord. The preparation that's been upon all of us, Lord, for the great things that you have planned, Lord, that we can't even perceive, mm-hmm. but we know that it's good, Lord. We know that you win. And Lord, even though great darkness looks like it's covering the earth, Lord, we know that your light and your glory is so much brighter, Lord, and that it will be seen by everyone. Lord, I just thank you for everyone that's watching this, that they are um, being moved, Lord, for whatever you're speaking, whatever unction that you're giving them, Lord, to to get aligned if they haven't gotten aligned already with the purpose and the plan that you have for them, Lord. I just thank you that that they're getting in position, that they are going to move forward in the way that they should go, Lord, that the way that you have called them to go for this this uh, plan that you're doing in the earth. Lord, I just mm-hmm. pray, Lord, that they would just heed what you're telling them to do. And they would have courage and faith and boldness to move forward in building whatever it is that you have them building, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have a plan, that you haven't just left us out here just wondering, but you've given us insight and you've given us hope, Lord, that we can know that there is something that you're doing that's going to just bring so many people into your love, into your salvation, Lord Jesus. I just want to pray just um, just parents of little ones. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that they are seeing the um, attacks of the enemy on the innocence of the youth. And Lord, they are just um, move you to protect them, to guard their ear gates, their eye gates with things they watch, Lord, that they can be preserved to do what it is that you're calling them to do, Lord. But Lord, I just pray, I pray that we would move in such a great glory with such purity of heart, such humble um, disposition, Lord, that it would just provoke people to jealousy around us, Lord, that that want to know how do you have that peace? How do you have that joy, that light, that that knowing or that unction to do with the things that you're called to do, Lord. I just pray that you would just use your remnant and use your people in such a mighty way, Lord, that it just brings massive numbers of people, the harvest of souls into your kingdom, Lord, in these times that we live in. Lord, I just thank you that we're here for such a time as this, that you called us and you put us here now. Lord, I just thank you for Elijah Fire. I thank you for the entire Elijah Streams, Elijah List Ministries. Um, organization, Lord Jesus. I just thank you for the work that you have them doing. And I just pray a blessing upon them as they continue to move forward in everything you've called them to, Lord. And I just lift up this time of year for everyone. Lord, I thank you that you came as the light into this world and that we celebrate you and we celebrate um, the gift that is Jesus at this time of the year, Lord. And I just pray um, all of this in the special, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Abby, how can people follow you? How can they get Ambitious Abby books? All that good stuff. So you can go to um, ambitiousabby.com is the store where all my books are. And um, you, you can follow Ambitious Abby books on Instagram. You can follow my, you know, A to Plaga on Instagram or just Abby to Plaga on Facebook. I have an Ambitious Abby page on Facebook as well. So any of those places you can find me. Awesome. 
Awesome. Very exciting. Okay, everybody. So like I said, if you need Christmas gifts for some kiddos, Ambitious Abby is where it's at. So super cute, super great, really well done. Um, and Abby puts a lot of care into, into it. So Abby, thank you so much. This was so good. Can't wait to go to Israel together. It's going to be great. I know. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm It'll literally counting down. It's getting close now. I know. Yeah, you know? it is super close. Yeah. Um, all right. Everybody. Away, so. What's that? We're less than a half a year away. We're getting, I know. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's in April. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, it's going to, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. So everybody that's our show. Have an amazing Friday, have an amazing weekend. And we will see you next week, December, Monday, December 5th with Taylor Dooley. That's right. Lava girl herself is back. We're going to be having a great time. We've been trying to get her back. So we got her back. Oh yeah. Um, so have a great weekend, you guys. And uh, also there's a donation link at the end, elijahfire.com slash donate. Make sure that this stays five days a week because next week we're back to five days a week and I'll be back live. We'll be back to lives. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be great. And it's December and it's amazing. And I'm excited. December, I always get merry. I get so merry, you guys. Uh, so... Uh, it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, join us on Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Taylor Dooley. Have a great weekend. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.